Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. So this morning, we will be concluding on this series on the promise and his fulfillment, God's promise and his fulfillment. Now, why are we talking about all of these? It is important for us to remind ourselves of the promises that God has made to us. And these are the, these are the words that we are going to give back to him. You know, these are the words that we're going to give back to him. What God has promised you, the Bible says, yeah, yea, and amen, Therefore, what you're going to do is to, is to give back God, give God back those words to say, you promised me health, therefore, I have no right to be sick. You promised me wealth, therefore, I have no right to be poor. You promised me long life, therefore, I have no right to die young. You promised me boldness, I have no right to be afraid. You promised me children. I have no right to be barren. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You promised me that you will not leave me or forsake me. Therefore, when I'm alone, I'm feeling somehow lonely. I have no right to feel like that. You promised me eternal life. Therefore, I know that I am living eternal life now, and even when I leave this physical carton, I am going to be resting in the bosom of the Lord. You promised me protection. Scripture says, when a thousand shall fall at my side and ten thousand at the right hand, none shall come nigh me. Therefore, I have no right to be afraid of the noisome pestilence and Things that walk in the night or in the new day. He promised me provision. He promised me forgiveness. My sins are forgiven. You know, Jesus met a woman and Jesus Christ said, your sins are forgiven. And the religious guys put up their religious mindset and they said, who are you? that have power to forgive sin. Only God has power to forgive sin. And recall, the person whose sin was forgiven didn't, didn't see anything, didn't confess. Did not confess. Jesus just looked at her and said, your sins are forgiven. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. So when you wake up in the morning, Know that you are waking up to a brand new day and you are waking up to start a life that is of a clean slate. God does not hold anything against you. He's not a God that judges you based on what you have done because you are now in Christ. So if Jesus Christ told that woman that was not even living in the dispensation of grace that your sins are forgiven. 
how much more you that is living in the dispensation of grace. The Bible says he has forgiven, forgiven us all our sins. So when you come to God, you don't come to God with guilt. You come to God with an open mind. That's why he says, come to the throne of grace. Come. Come and take mercy. You are the one that needs to come. The mercy is available. It's like the man, Jesus gave a parable of the man who, who declared the feast. He made, you know, food and said, come. Invited everybody to come to his house to come and eat. So, everybody came. They all came. The same way Jesus Christ is opening his door. He said, if any man, you know, needs anything, come in and you will sup with me. He says, what burden are you carrying on your head? Bring it. He said, my own is light. I will take it off you. I will take it off you. Whatever the issues are, put it on the feet of Christ. He is a specialist in handling issues like this. He's a specialist in handling issues like this. Just recently, a young man's wife was in labor. And he gave me a phone call and said, Pastor, my wife is about to deliver. I said, great news. He had called me earlier before to say, I will, I will call you pastor because my wife is heavy and I will share the good news. So after that call, we have spoken for like three or four times. So the last time when he called me, I said, share the good news with me. Has your wife delivered now? He said, pastor, not yet, but she's in a very bad shape. I said, what the situation? He said, her service is not dilating, and she's been in labor for the past 24 hours. And her service is not, uh, the, 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 in, uh, the, the outer one is dilating, but the inner one is not dilating. I said, wow. For 24 hours, she's been in labor. He said, yes. I said, okay, why don't they remove the baby through operation? You know, let them remove it. There's no big deal about that. What's the meat? You know, most of us have a meat around, you know, uh, operation. It's not compulsory that a woman must deliver through the normal vaginal canal, as it were. So I said, because the situation, wisdom demands, and science has given us the leeway for us to be able to do that. I said, what is important is for the woman to be alive and the baby to be alive at the end of the day. He said, that is true. I said, let's pray together. This baby will come out. And we agreed in prayer. And I said, the next call you are going to call me is that the baby is out. I rest my faith on God's promises. Whatever grace has given you, eh, you tap into it by using faith. You tap into it by using faith. And so the next time he called me, I, saw, I called him again. I said, how far? He said, we all need, sir. Things are progressing. I said, that's good. Good news. That's what I want to hear. A few hours later, he called me. I said, Pastor, he is out. He was ha happy. He was joyous in his voice. I said, yes, the baby is out. I said, great. That's it. The baby is out. I want to encourage you.
I am not afraid that a member of my family will suddenly die, maybe one of my children or my wife or something. I'm not afraid. When I enter my car and I'm driving, I am not afraid that I will have an accident. When I'm inside the plane, there was a time I was traveling from um, those days. I used to travel a lot from um, Lagos to Calabar. I saw people bringing out different stuff in the plane. Nobody wants to die. People holding stuff, wrapping their hands, people doing all kinds of things inside the plane. The plane was really full that day. I am not afraid that the plane will suddenly crash and everybody will go. Anything that puts fear in my heart is not God. The same thing I'm telling you, God never promised you the spirit of fear. He did not. What he promised you was the spirit of power. Somebody say power. You are not saying it with, uh, with impetus. Say power. power. That's it. What he promised you is power. So that is how you pray. Anytime fear wants to enter your mind, what do you do? You say, you never, Jesus, you didn't promise me the spirit of fear. What you promised me is the spirit of power. The spirit of love and the spirit of sound mind. Listen. Put your hand on your head. Put your hand on your head. Say, I have the soundest mind man can ever have. Say it again. Say, I have the soundest mind man can ever have. Go to the mirror. When you go home, look at the mirror and say, Richard, you are very intelligent. You are one of the most intelligent man, men that have lived on this earth. Tell yourself that. You are highly intelligent. Say it. It's not pride. Pride is when you are saying something you are not. Jesus Christ said, I am my father. We are one. I am the son of the living God. When you identify with who you are, and what you have, that is not pride. When the world asks you about you, tell them who you are. A few years ago, I moved department. I moved to another job role. And so I, I understood some truth from the word of God. And so I want people to identify me for something. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll share a secret with you, building a reputable brand. How do you build a reputable brand? You must let people know what you do. If you don't let people know what you do or who you are, they will pass you by. So after a while, they said everybody in the unit should introduce themselves. So they said, introduce yourself and tell us what you can do or what you are good at, something we don't know about you. Well, it was my turn. I stood up with a lot of gusto and confidence, and I introduced myself, and I said, this is what I can do. I laid down the marker, and I was equal to the task. If you have any difficult problem, bring it, I will solve it. Even if I don't know it, I'll go and look for how to solve it. Don't run away from issues or from problems. Tell them in your office that this is what you are good at. 
Let them know what you are good at. Let them know. Tell people that you are intelligent. Tell them that you are creative. Tell them that you carry the spirit of God inside of you. Tell them that if they have issues, let them meet you. After all, you are Christ on this earth. Don't run away from problems. Tell them if they have difficult things, they dreamt a dream and they are shaking. Now listen, Joseph, if Joseph had not interpreted the dream for the chief porter and the, what's the other guy, is it the buckler now or something? The baker, right, two of them. If he had not interpreted the dream for both of them, when the guy that went back and was reinstated by Pharaoh, he wouldn't have announced Joseph. Most of you, you are in the level you are because you are quiet. Nobody knows what you can do. Your ability is not known. Ability is not known. Nobody knows you. Because they don't know what you can do. How do you tell people what you can do? I mean, how will people know what you can do? By what you tell them. Introduce yourself. Pastor Ye. Introduce yourself. Tell them that my name is Onye Ekuyasi. I'm a kingdom personnel. I'm a safety professional and expert. If you have issues as far as safety is concerned in your company, please dial me. This is my showreel. It's as simple as that. Kinsley, introduce yourself and say I'm an IT guru. Anything as far as IT is concerned, I will deal with it. All the softwares, I market them and tell them the software that you can give to them right now. Introduce yourself. Let the world know who you are. What Jesus promised you is wealth. He promised you provision. He promised you forgiveness. He never promised you timidity. Don't be timid. Don't be timid. Don't be afraid. Be bold. When somebody looks at your eye, look straight into the person's eyes. Yes. Be bold. When things are not going the way you want it and you have the spiritual power to correct it, pray and things will change. Have confidence that things will change. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19. Hallelujah. Somebody happy this morning? Hallelujah. Great things are happening to me. Hallelujah. I am what God says I am. I am a winner. I am not a loser. For the Son of, of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. Go to 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Hallelujah. Go to 21. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. 
Praise the Lord. And also has sealed us and has given us the spirit in our hearts as what? As a guarantee. Okay, so you see that the Bible says that God's promises for us, they are yea and amen. So any promise that God gives to you, he always brings it to pass. He always brings it to pass. Hallelujah. He always brings it to pass. So let's look at one more promise this morning. Let's look at Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. Very quickly, please. Psalm 107 verse 20. Now, it is, it is, um, it is one thing for you to have knowledge. It's another thing for you to utilize the knowledge. You can have knowledge, but if you don't utilize it, it is tantamount to nothing. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all, delivered them from their destructions. So what the Bible is saying is that what God has promised us is healing. The Bible says that healing is the children's bread. How do we get healing? We get healing through the word of God. That is why when the pastor is preaching, as the word of God is coming to you, you believe what the word is saying and you receive healing. Jesus never promised you disease or sickness. Whatever the disease is, whatever the name is called, what he promised you is healing. Somebody say healing. healing. Praise the Lord. So he sent his word and his word healed them. So God's word has the power to heal you. So if you're having a symptom, whatever the symptom is on your head, your hand, your leg, internally, what you should say when you pray, say, Father, thank you. You sent forth your word and your word healed me. Your word has healed me. I am not sick. I am strong. And you know that. Let me tell you a truth. Something very, you know, very strong and truthful. Do you know that sometimes when you pray about healing, what God does is to give you an idea. What God does is to give you an idea of something to buy or the, or the food to eat. A lot of you don't know that. You know, I know that our mind is so close that when you pray for healing, the next thing you are expecting is that one big hand will just touch your head. And maybe you will fall under the auction. Or you just feel something in your body. That yes, 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 something has happened. So many times, I will have a condition. I'll be open to you. I will have a condition. By the time I finish praying, Holy Spirit will just say, why don't you go and buy this? Go and eat this. For example, there was a, there was a time my immune system was low. And it was clear that my diet was not balanced. Do you understand what I'm saying now? So I needed to boost up my immune system. That was all. That was just all. So because my immune system was low, you know, I was having some issues. You know, not very obvious, but getting um, things. You know, your immune system is the part of your body that fights germs and makes you healthy. If your immune system is down, you know, an infection can deal with you messlessly. You know, so when I noticed this, I was just praying. All of a sudden, immediately, I started praying. The next thing I heard was, buy this. 
I don't want to, you know, mention any brand now. The other day, I was buy this. Immediately, I, I rang. And remember, somebody has uh, marketed something for me before. I said, wow. I screwed my phone. Brrr. I was looking for the person's number. I couldn't get it. Another one came to my mind. I said, wow, good. I called the person. I said, where are you? I said, well, I need this stuff. He said, great. How do we meet? And the next thing, I purchased it. And that's all. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. So, you can be praying for healing, and there is a particular component that you lack in your body. It could be calcium, for example. Do you know that lack of calcium can lead to other issues? It could be sodium, it could be potassium, it could be vitamins. You just lack certain things in your body. And so your body is now reacting because those things are not sufficient for you, for example. And so your body will now be reacting and giving you signals that you, you don't understand. And so while you are praying, that's what the Holy Ghost does. You know, I talked about the Holy Ghost here right now, you know, a few, few weeks ago. What the Holy Ghost does is to put some ideas inside of you. So put some ideas inside of you and say, why don't you eat this type of food? For example, if you eat too much of sugar, right? You know, when you are growing up, you're, there are certain, let me put it this way. I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm a wide reader. And there may be people like Yvier and Joke, some of you who are very good in some of those things, you might agree with me. While you are growing up, right from, let me put it this way, as a baby, right, there is, you know, breast milk. A baby has the capacity to digest breast milk. Not be so. But you, if you suck breast milk now, you know, that substance inside your body will, may not be able to digest it. So a baby has the capacity to digest breast milk. So as the baby is growing, the baby will leave breast milk and started eating some other stuff. So the baby will eat those things, but what the baby is eating, you that is, you are in your 40s and in your 50s, you may not need them. Nutritionists and doctors will tell you there's a certain age you will get to. You have to slow down on certain things. For example, things like when some, some of you eat, for example, some people eat, you put a lot of protein on your, you see big meat there, you put turkey there, you put fish, everything, you are loading up everything on the plate. To be honest, at that level, when you are like my age now, who have crossed 40, you don't need all of that. The last time I, I saw a doctor after they did test on me, and they, they ran everything, they say, you are good, you are good, you are good, but take care, this place, you are borderline. Stop eating so and so food, eat more of this. And the doctor was giving me advice, I said, good, 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 good. He was giving me advice, but he said, you are good here, but this one has gone, you know, um, slow it down here, slow it down here. He said, okay, how old are you? I told him, I said, okay, but he said, at this age, you know, these are the things you should. He was giving, for me, that was wisdom. Do you understand what I'm saying now? So, you see, when the Bible says, I sent forth my word and it heals you, when you are praying for healing, I'm, what I'm telling you now is wisdom. Believe me, it is better to prevent than when it happens. So, the word comes to you and the next thing he says is, stop this. So, you hear something like, stop Eating too much of sugar, start taking water. 
can you stay a whole day without taking water? It's not something macho. It's wrong. You need to see, for your body weight, you must understand the type and the amount of water you need to take. Water is never too bad in the body. In short, if there's anything your body needs more is you need to be highly hydrated. If you go and urinate and your urine is so colored, it may be that you are not, it's not as if you have any issues though. It could also be that you are not highly, you are not hydrated. So if you wake up in the morning and you take a glass of water or two, even, you know, some of you, it's only when you eat that you drink water. It's, it's not, it shouldn't be like that. So you should take water regularly, especially we live in, a, in the tropics where the sun can be really, really be scorchy. You know, take a lot of water. So the more water you take, the more your body fluid flows faster. And the more the blood is able to flow through the areas that it needs them. For example, the blood carries food to your brain. It carries, you know, all kinds of substance to all type of your body. So if your body is not highly hydrated, it can be an issue. So this is what I'm saying. You can be praying for healing and what you hear is take water. Don't bind it. It's the Holy Ghost speaking to you. Don't rebuke it and say, how can I, how can I be hearing water, water, water? Go and drink water. You will be fine. I'm trying to break some of your meat this morning. M-Y-T-H-S. Don't know if I pronounced it well. Yeah. So when you are praying for healing, don't just be expecting, my son, take it. So you can hear as simple as, for example, there was a time I was having stomach disorder. I didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, a wisdom just came. I think, see, wisdom can come from someone. It can also come from you after you have prayed. Just miss, just took water. I missed salt. Very small salt. I missed it together. And the next thing I drank it, all of a sudden, my body regulated. Not saying you, you go and do it. So that was what I heard that time, and it worked for me. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Sometimes the reason why your body is reacting the way it's behaving is because you are not giving it the food it needs, or you are giving it what you don't need to give it. Our body is like the engine in, on a, in a car. If where you are supposed to put oil. You go pour water inside. You start the car. The car will not start. Where you are supposed to put pastry oil, you go and put water there. The engine can give you issues. So you need to be wise. What information are you giving to yourself that is not making you healthy? So the Bible says, I sent forth my word, and my word heals them. So it can be automatic, but it can also be like a word. He said, I sent forth my word. So the word of God can come to you as the word of God is coming to you now. I saw someone who told me openly, not, not in this church, a friend, he said, ah, he saw there was even a time the person did not go to work because he was diagnosed for high BP. 
terrible BP. So, I was close to him. One day, I just bashed into what, where he was eating. And I saw his diet. I said, wow, is this what you are eating? He said, yes. I said, wow, this is suicidal for me. Listen, God has given us what is called common sense. Common. It is so common that we, we, we don't use it. That's why we don't use it. Now, you have this condition and see the type of, I don't want to be calling it, see the type of food you are eating. This is suicidal. It's suicidal. For example, common sense would tell you if you are trying to reduce, because of the lifestyle and the food you are eating, you are trying to reduce, to regulate, let me not reduce, to regulate your blood pressure. Because you see, blood pressure is very important. Why am I going medical this morning? Blood pressure, somebody needs, needs this message. Blood pressure is very important. You see people having kidney problem, heart problem, all those internal conditions. Some of them can be as a result of high BP because see, when your BP is so high, the pressure, the blood is using to pump will become, you see, when pipe don't block, you got the point, you know, they flow normally. So you see some conditions, heart problem, kidney problem, liver, all this kind of condition. So all of a sudden, you just see that they've admitted the person. Even stroke. People fall down. You don't know, people go fall down. They'll say, ah, which uh, below people have killed this. No, it's not village people. It's the truth. A lot of people are not taking care of themselves. They are eating what they like. Despite that, they have a condition that have been diagnosed, maybe high BP. So they don't know. Ignorance is a, one of the major, major problems we have. That's why I run after knowledge. Anywhere knowledge, they now they go. I'm more, I, I, I love knowledge more than any other thing because it is knowledge that will give you wealth. It is knowledge that will give you money. It is knowledge that will give you health. Do you get what I'm saying now? So, so you need to get knowledge. If your BP is high, it's skyrocketing, there are certain food you are eating that is making it high, for example. So you need to slow down. That's where knowledge comes in. So when the Bible says, I sent forth my word, as the word they come now, that's what God is sending for his word for, to you. It's as simple as that. So when your BP is so high, other internal organs will be, having, will be bearing the brunt. And when they are bearing the brunt, all of a sudden, you say, somebody slept and did not wake up. How? Ignorance. Ignorance. That's what happens. So what you're supposed to do is to ensure in regulating it, what do you do? You eat food or take stuff that will balance everything. Balance everything. Are we good? So, the Bible says wisdom is profitable to direct. So get wisdom. For example, even the high BP thing, you have no business with caffeine. If your BP is high, you have no business with caffeinated drinks. I don't want to mention the names of brands. You have no business with it. You have no business with carbonated drinks, even if they offer you free. Self-control and self-discipline is very important. 
some of you, or some of us, let, let me, you know, be gen, let, let me not just be seg, uh, segregational. Some of us, because we're in church, right, we have thrown discipline to the wind. We have thrown discipline to the wind. We must bring back self-discipline. It's not everything you are offered because it's free. Groom, it's free. Groom, it's free. Groom, no. You must have self-control and self-discipline. It's very important. As I speak to you now, I hear a word in my spirit. After this message from tomorrow, please and please, if you have an HMO, you have a hospital you can visit, go and do full medical checkup. It is wisdom. If you don't have, walk into an hospital, budget for it. Budget for it may not take too much money. For example, full blood count, FBC. It's not too expensive. Let them check, check your blood, your, your, your PCV. Check your, check your system. It's important. I know some of you have not gone to the hospital for the past five years. Not to do checkup. Oh. Eh? You know, sometimes this part of our world, now when the thing don't hit person, reach bed, at that time they remember saying they need to go to hospital. Just go and do check up. So you know exactly what you need to avoid and what you need to improve in your life. It is important. It is wisdom. It is wisdom. I'm telling you, I'm your pastor. I'm telling you the truth. The Bible says in the days of ignorance, God overlooked. Now he's calling everybody to repentance. He's calling everybody to repentance. Even herbs, there are some things we commonize, like leaves, like fruits, citrus. They are all over the place. These are things that you should eat more, drink water, make your, your body tidy and healthy. How many times have you eaten an apple, an orange? An orange is just 59 or 100. But those, those fruits are very good for your body. But you can go into a restaurant and spend 5K plus and you load it on your plate. You say you are a big man, you are enjoying. Whereas you buy a big burger and you they stuff it with all kinds of things and you enjoy yourself. You put Coke and you know, <laughs> sorry, I can't go mention brand. And you digest it, you come out, you say, big boy, you are feeling good. But your body may not need it. When I take my family out and my children, they are ordering these, they are ordering these. There are certain things I don't order. I go, can go local and I go real healthy stuff, man. I've passed that level. Their body can break it down in less than minutes. It's wisdom. It's wisdom. Somebody feeling me this morning. This is still gospel, though. It's gospel. It's still gospel. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next one. 
God promised us the Holy Spirit. So I've talked about the Holy Spirit before, so I will not um, go deeper into that. God promised us Jesus. I would like to talk about that very quickly. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Give me Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Please, what I said is very important. We are a family church, and um, I want us to take it very seriously. Let me share a testimony with you. In 2010, Pastor Odi was the head pastor of Church for Real. We were at Antony Village. This is a true life testimony from me. I'm sharing it with you as I'm sharing. I never thought I was going to talk in this line, but I think the Holy Spirit is leading me somewhere. Now, in 2010, we had a medical outreach, and um, Daisy Ohihwari brought her team. Daisy Ohihwari is Stanley's wife. Brought her team at Newcastle Hotel, and they were checking. Those of old guys, you know, I'm sure Patrick, you will remember, maybe Joachim. I don't know if Kingsley was around then. You know, but they brought her team. She brought her team, and they were checking everybody's eyes. And before they check your eyes, they will check your BP. So, confidently, for a long time, man, never, I don't even know. I know they check, I don't check BP care. Wait till you consign me. Confidently, I march where they check BP. Say, correct guy, looking healthy, everything set. One more, I time they check my BP. What's going on here? They say, it's like this machine, not too. This machine, not correct. They do them again. They say, ah. Say, oh, God, your BP. They had to spend more time on me. <laughs> so, well, your BP climb, I say, really? How can the BP be climb? I'm okay now. You know, can't you see? <laughs> can't you see how heavy I'm looking? <laughs> All right. And now, thank God I was working in a place. They gave me an HMO. So, I decided to utilize the HMO and uh, I went to the hospital. And they actually checked it. They said, God, your BP is really high. What's going on? And I think I've shared this testimony here in one of the leaders' meetings. And I say, really? Eh? He said, your BP is high. You need to do something about it. So we finished talking. I said, doctor, okay, what are the things that can make BP to be high? And the doctor told me all the things. Oh, I say, wow. So basically, lifestyle. He said, yes. I say, okay, that's fine. I stopped that lifestyle. When I mean lifestyle, some of the food I was eating, I stopped everything. And so he placed me on medication. I'm not too good on taking medicine every day. But he placed me on medication. I said, okay, no problem. One was then to make me very, to sleep all the time. Then later, I stopped the medication, but I, I stopped the lifestyle more. A few months later, I went to meet the doctor. He said, he ran the thing again, bro. Doctor, look at me. He said, ah, you are looking good now. This BP is okay now. What did you do? I said, doctor, I just changed my lifestyle based on what you advised me. That was all. That was all. Listen, to be honest with you, pastor, they four died. Have you not heard stories before? Pastor, they preach for all time. You're, just go. Not be village people. Pastor, don't get stroke. Four. It is wisdom. Wisdom is profitable for what? To direct. Please. I know what I'm saying. 
All these top, top, um, uh, what do you call it, um, kingdom guys, <laughs> then they check themselves. Then they check. They check. You need to check yourself. You need to check yourself. So, Isaiah 7, 14. Okay. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So that is the promise God gave to us as far as Christ is concerned. Now let me ask you, has this promise been fulfilled? The promise has been fulfilled. Now let's go to Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. Isaiah 9, please. Go to chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. I want to show you something there. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful. Now, listen to this. This is where I want to really show you. He said, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Go to seven now. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward. Even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7. Now, Jesus has come and he has done this already for us. Great. So, that's what God promised. God promised us Christ. God promised us the Holy Spirit. And God promised us health and healing. So, when you pray, these are the lines that you pray on or pray with. Don't just pray by blabbing, blah, 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 blah. Two ways I will advise you that you pray. Number one is to speak in tongues. Speak in tongues always is good. Once you speak in tongues, it generates or reverberates your spiritual man. The other thing you do when you pray, remind God of his promises. What are his promises? I have mentioned few of them for you mention his promises and once you mention his promises he will tell you exactly what to do the bible says i will not leave you and i will not forsake you now if you don't have a job a means of livelihood the bible says any man that does not work let him not eat it means that you need to work to be able to eat as a man. So if you are a man, you don't have a source of livelihood, you are living on charity, it is not the will of God for you. So what do you do? You begin to pray and say, Father, your promise for me is that you will make poor so that I will be rich. Bless me with a job. Let that interview I went for the other day, let it click. Let that contract, I have presented my proposal, let it click. Begin to pray in the line of using God's promises. That's the way to pray. If you are believing God for a promotion in your place of work, what do you do? You pray using God's promises. For example, you say, 
Woe unto those that are at ease in Zion. There was a time the Bible says, we have dwelt too much on this mountain. It is time for us to move to the next level. So if you are believing God for the next level, you begin to pray, say, Father, this is what your word has said. Therefore, I am giving my word back to you. In the name of Jesus, by this time next year, I will be promoted, if that's what you want. Or you could say, by this time next month, by the time the promotion list is released, I will be promoted because I have stayed too much on this level. If you are believing God for the fruit of the womb, the Bible says there shall be none barren in the land. That's God's promise. So what do you do? When you are praying, you begin to read out that scripture. Say, Father, my wife shall not be barren. My wife shall not be barren. Me, I shall not be barren. My sperm is full of active, active um, 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 and, 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 and sperm that are alive in the name of Jesus. I have the capacity to pregnant my wife in the name of Jesus. There was a testimony I heard which I liked. You know, there, yeah, back then in church for real, there was a guy who came and gave a testimony and I will never forget that. He said, after praying, they wanted a, a, a baby. After praying, he, he laid hand on his manhood and he went and he laid hand on the, on the, on the womb of the wife and said, you are going to be productive. A baby will come out of you. And after that, he went into action. Because faith without works is dead. The man has to do something. After doing something, in nine months' time, they had the baby. I don't know how many of you can remember that. It was shared here. That's how you pray. That's how you pray. If you want to travel, God still sanctions people. Although there is somebody who is passing a bill now on Jaguar things. You know, but if you want to travel and it's the will of God for you to go to America or to go to UK or to go to Canada or to go to Afghanistan, whatever God wants you to go to, this is what you do. Take your, vis your, your passport. If you have heard from God and you are, you are good to go, Take your passport, create an altar in your room or somewhere, anywhere. Put the passport on the ground and begin to pray. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says, I shall be witnesses unto you, both in Samaria, in Judea, eh? and the uttermost part of the earth. You say, is the uttermost part of the earth. That is the one I want now. And the uttermost part of the earth, put in bracket, put the name of the country there. Hallelujah. I'm giving you tips of how to pray. Specific type of prayer. Using the promises of God as what? As the, as the protagonist for prayer. As the protagonist for prayer. So if you are always afraid, like the testimony I shared before I started preaching, when I went to see the couple, the wife told me, ah, my husband is always afraid. He was afraid that this will happen, this will happen. He said, don't be afraid. If you are always afraid, now you pray, make your wife get belly. God don't give him belly now. Eh? In one born, you the fear. All through the belly, you the fear. In one born, you the fear. Even when they born the picking, you the fear, say, money no day, <laughs> take care of the picking. <laughs> you see? Different types of fear. <laughs> There are plenty. Fear plenty. There was a man. Let me share something with you. This is just by the There was a man who was complaining that the wife should learn how to drive. Go and drive. You are putting me under pressure every time. And I only made it. 
The wife now went to learn how to drive. The first day the wife carried me to come up for us, the man not rest. In heart, <laughs> was in his mouth. He left his house and now went to the junction of the road. <laughs> I was waiting. Where is my wife? Where is my wife? <laughs> oh, different type of fear. The man could not sleep. Now he wants making wife learn how to drive. Oh. So that it will remove pressure from me. Maybe you want to sleep. The wife was okay. I want to need to go to the market. Oh, the, the man will jump inside the car. He will drive her to the market and be sleeping inside the car waiting for her to finish. But if she can drive herself, me, I go to rest for her. Sabi, she will carry my motor to go market. When the man, the country woman, the woman don't learn how to drive, finish. Well, at least he could move the car. The day where the woman can't drive. The woman not quick come back. Heart attack won't kill feed the man. He can't go junction. <laughs> junction. <laughs> go junction. They wait. <laughs> Until the wife now came. <laughs> it is well. But however, this is my point. What is it that is always putting you under the bondage of fear? It's not the will of God. So how do you how do you pray for that? How you pray is simple. Say, Father, you have not given me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. That is what I have. So I am teaching you for you to use the word of God as the basis for your prayer. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Now, Nigeria economy is not smiling. It's not smiling. If you want to know whether somebody is a big boy or not, when you enter filling station and you say fill up, it's a correct guy. <laughs> My brother, anytime I enter filling station, I don't hear fill up. <laughs> fill up. <laughs> All of my cars, I need to fill it with 11K, 11,000, one, maybe 14, 12, 14K, depending on the level. If you don't dry, you don't dry the level. It is where? <laughs> you don't come here, you can help strolling, and the uh, attendant will say, how much? I say, fill up, fill up. Because no matter how, enough money day. You are looking at me, but I say, now fill up be your level uh, daily. Yes, that's the economy of heaven. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But however, how do you pray? Listen to me. Listen to this. Oh. Listen. I want to change the mindset that you have. The Bible says in the last days, listen to this. Very, very serious. In the last days, there will be famine. Not be so. There will be pestilence. Famine is lack. In those days, famine is when there is lack of agricultural produce or products. Where you cannot go to farm. And famine is usually caused by maybe lack of rain, drought, as the case may be. Famine generally means lack, want, insufficiency when the thing is not enough. That's what the Bible says in the last days. The Bible says in the last days there will be pestilence. Pestilence are diseases you don't know where they came from. Like HIV, like Ebola, like COVID-19. Now this is what I want to address. 
Don't think that things will get better. For example, things will now, the economy will suddenly now drop in terms of um, standard of living or cost of living. But here is what it is. This is what Jesus promised us. No matter how bad the economy is, you will be on top of the food chain. So, what you should be praying is that God, your word says, I shall not lack. Your word says, I shall have in abundance. Your word says, when people are shouting, there is a casting down. You will be saying, I am lift, being lifted up. That's how you pray. Listen to me. You might not, maybe when fuel was um, 185, you did not have the money to buy. Who says that it is 488, that God cannot meet you more than your expectation, meet you at the level of your expectation? Who says that? I know people who went to Tokumbo cars was like 1.5 million, 2 million. They could not buy it, but they were able to buy it when it was 6 million. Somebody connecting with me. They say houses are expensive now. A house that you could buy for 40 million, it is now 80 million. When it was 40 million, you could not buy it. Who says that now it's not 80 million that you cannot buy it? So what happens is that God raises your level. He raises your level. That despite the fact that the economy is not smiling, generally what God does is to ensure that you are able to live at that level. Are you getting the point? That is it. So stop behaving like a grasshopper or living like you know, someone who doesn't have a father. What you need to do now is for you to pray. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, despite the condition, despite the economy, I will survive because I have a father who provides for me. The Bible says, he supplies all our needs according to his riches in glory. Listen, his riches in glory, they are inexhaustible. Somebody with me. His riches in glory are what? They are inexhaustible. God's resources cannot, cannot end. It cannot end. The more you draw, the more God replenishes. The more you draw, the more God replenishes in the name of Jesus. That's it. So despite that, when you hear the prices of cars have gone up and you are saving to buy a car, maybe you have saved up to a million naira, and your budget is, or was, five million, you have only done five, one million. We also have grace. We also have grace. Somebody can suddenly ring you and say, I want to sell this car give me whatever you have and you say I have one million you say bring it 
Hallelujah. I say bring it. You are next in line for a testimony. You are next in line for a miracle. In the name of Jesus. Miracle will happen in your life this month in the name of Jesus. Even though today is the 18th of June. As we enter this new week. You will come back singing in the name of Jesus. Since the beginning of this month. It has been testimony of what testimony. You, you will share your own testimony in Jesus name. Every week I hear one good testimony. One, one good news. I will hear more good news in Jesus name. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real, influence your world.